It's the final word, T20 World Cup Daily, day 25, World Cup preview night. We're here in Melbourne at Johnny's Green Room in Carlton. I'm Adam Collins. He's Jeff Lemon. We've got plenty of our friends with us here, uh, mm-hmm. listeners to the podcast and far beyond as well. We're going to be talking about England up against Pakistan, a reprisal the 30 years ago at the cricket ground where 77,000 people saw Pakistan win. A reprisal? Win. If it's a reprisal, that means England are going to win. That's true. They're going to get true. Their it's going to be the other way. A repeat. Yeah. A, a reprise? A, a reprise. There yep. we go. That'll do. Yep. Uh, at the end, I know that because at the end of every musical soundtrack, there's always a reprise. You okay, know, okay, they, good start. They, they do a bit of the song again. Jeff went to a posh school for a while. You can see from that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we are here with friends who've, who've, uh, who've listened to the podcast through the course of the tournament, uh, and we've got wristbands on for those who, who came along. They were enjoying a beer or two and some pizzas and all the rest. Why we've got nice cameras shooting us beautifully back to the city is because now uh, we're here thanks to Visit Victoria. VisitVictoria.com. Uh, Visit Melbourne.com, better still. Yeah. We've been going around the state during the qualifying stages. We're finally back in our hometown. I've got my flannel shirt back on. We've both got brown jackets on, very much in keeping with the sartorial tastes mm-hmm. of the city that we're from, and we're ready to roll. It's nice to be home, Adam. It is nice to be home. We've been everywhere, man. Well, we've been to two other places, Brisbane and Adelaide. Also Geelong. That's in Victoria. That was good. We, we went liked to Sydney. That. Oh, you didn't go. I went to Sydney. You went to Sydney. But we like the fact that we're back here in Melbourne, because when you're in Melbourne... You feel at home. When you're in Melbourne, things are special. You can see the skyline behind us. If you've never been to Melbourne, maybe you take a train into Flinders Street Station. It's big, it's yellow, you can't miss it. It's got clocks, people meet under them. It's a thing if you're lucky enough to have someone to meet under the clocks. Maybe you get on a tram, maybe you go up Swanson Street, maybe you get off at Melbourne Central, get a deal at Dimaroo. You know, <laughs> the big clock. The big clock. The big clock. The shot there. tower. That's got the shot tower where they used to drop the, the shot off the top of the tower to land in a bucket so that you could then shoot people really slowly. It was, it was the way they used to do things back then. You go to the State Library of Victoria across the road, one of the biggest archival repositories in the world. Not suppositories, repositories. Uh, that's, where, that's where all the protests happen out the front. That's where all of the, 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 the tours of, of you know, fa- internationally famous bits of literature come to the State Library of Victoria. Maybe you, then you walk up Ligon Street. Or, or then you hit the corner, you hit, you hit Trades yeah. Hall, you hit the curtain, which I'm not entirely sure whether the curtain's going to be a thing soon. I, I think the curtain's going to be okay because it's across the road from Trades Hall. Yep. For as long as modern Melbourne has been a thing, that's been the trade union heartbeat of the city. And the John Curtin Hotel across the road, named for Australia's wartime Prime Minister, I think he's not going to be knocked down. Some developers bought it. They wanted to knock it down and build apartments. But I think they've managed to get some heritage protections involved and it might still be allowed to still be a pub. You go past Trades Hall, you see that the bullets in the stairs where Squizzy Taylor was maybe or maybe not shot 100-odd years ago, Mm -hmm. past the Melbourne Jail, strolling up Ligon Street, famous strip in Melbourne. Past the the Melbourne Jail. By the way, out the front of the State Library, Redmond Barry has got a statue, the guy who hung Ned Kelly. Up yours, Redmond Barry. What a prick. <laughs> How's he still got a statue? What a piece of shit. Anyway. Why uh, my last name's Collins? I'm sure you know yeah, the story. I if do. not for the fact that Ned Kelly was hanged on the gallows, it, it had a cascading effect to why my last name's Collins. There yep. you go. There we go. Uh, there go. Yep. Uh, I'll explain Joseph it to you Burby, later such Joseph life, Burby, such as life. You, know, you, know. you, you keep going up Largon Street, you read the, reach the Italian quarter. That's where post-World War II, all the Italian migrants came over. They populated that ba, area ba, around Largon Street. They, they taught Australians how to make coffee, how to make pizza, how to stay up late, all of the things that Australians didn't know how to do, and now we do. Now we've got it. And then you come to King and Godfrey. 
old famous delicatessen and upstairs above it on this rooftop Johnny's Green Room the bar that they put on top they needed a rooftop bar on Ligon Street haven't had one for how many years how did we not have one now we've got one it's where we are it's Johnny's Green Room we're very happy to be here I'm pretty sure the Carlton crew are downstairs just doing their thing preparing for what's up next but upstairs here uh, on the rooftop looking back towards the CBD as we say in Australia which people overseas I've detected, they not say I've that? detected from my, okay. my partner Rach that whenever I say the, the CBD it's like the cool change you only say the cool change right. when you're in Australia or specifically Melbourne yeah sure um, but yeah watch it on YouTube where we yeah. are right now and you get a sense of how lovely it is here especially you when you, if you travel in Canada or the US and CBD is just marijuana oil it's very confusing <laughs> you're like I'd like to find my way to the CBD and they're like sure we can help you well, with that like the Victorian um, Department of yeah. Treasury and Finance DTF yeah. means something very different DTF. post a swiping <laughs> yeah. uh, in caretaker mode right now I'm sure they're still DTF down to they finance they fuck all to do yeah. um, right where are we where we're going to we? talk about the World Cup final yep, uh, we've got happening. friends here to do it we've got Daniel Norcross from Test Batch Special likewise Henry Moran we've got Ben Jones from The Viz he's over there he'll tell us why yep. India uh, got smashed last night at Adelaide Oval uh, we're going to talk about the best moments of the World Cup that's been over the last three and a half weeks the worst moments as well um, I think we missed something last night two bits we missed okay. a correction uh, the World Cup final if it goes to a reserve day they do have that extra latitude and I see Norcross literally crawling beneath us here such is his desperation for yet another drink that's alright he knows where the cameras are and he knows how to stay out of the way let, let the man do what he needs to do uh, where am I? Um, last night, we said that if, if the game if, if the game gets uh, washed out on Sunday, yep. and now we should state for the record, it's lovely at the moment. I say lovely, overcast at the moment. They're going to play cricket tomorrow. Sunday, a bit more of an issue. Ignore the forecast until Saturday night. But if they don't get on on Sunday, they can return on Monday, but they won't be cut off okay. at 6pm like we thought they might be. They can play until 10pm. Right. So logistically, there is more of a chance okay. than there was when we spoke to you last. So you're saying there's a chance. I am. All right. England, Pakistan, two households both alike in dignity and fair Verona where we lay our scene. If you were weighing up these sort of teams before the tournament, I think I'd look at them the same way, which is a couple of teams where it's all on the opening bats and then the middle order sucks. But... It hasn't really been that way for Pakistan because Rizwan and Babar Azam came into this tournament being the big guns, the ones who had to do it. They haven't done it most of the time. And the middle order has enough of the time. Shah Massoud's been that sensible, calm head controlling the tempo. Mohamed Harris has come in and gone hog wild when he needs to. Iftikhar Ahmed has played a couple of brilliant innings, at, really under pressure at different times. Really nice, I think an over 50s player playing yep. the World Cup for Pakistan. Just like a really nice sign. Iftikhar Ahmed, the oldest 32-year-old I've ever seen playing international cricket. <laughs> Since Zulfa Kababa. Since Zulfa, yeah, exactly. Who, um, who had a similar sort of, you know, weathered look, shall we say. He'd been outside for a lot of his 32 <laughs> years. Um, but they've, they've got something in the middle, and England's middle order hasn't really... Like they've been tested a few times, but they haven't been, uh, they, ha they haven't delivered, and then they weren't tested in the semi final when the openers did literally everything. So, no England middle order players made more than 60 runs cumulatively across the tournament. They, they didn't need to last night. We spoke about the calculated decision made by Butler and Hales to do the bulk of the work themselves and chance their hand and it plays off. Improbable against the, the four pronged seam attack of Pakistan in the power play, they'll get through that unscathed. If they do, they're laughing. I'll be interested in the toss. You know, Pakistan, if they win it. I yep. like the comments last night from Josh Butler when speaking to television about they thought very clearly about what they were going to do. Mm -hmm. They bowled Adil Rashid early on, so not to come up in the matchup as they yep. talk about in T20s against the left-handed Rishabh Pant. And they wanted to bowl first because yep. they make that... Yeah, they wanted to bowl first yep. in order to deny India the chance to bat second. 
So like they kind of thought. That, that I mean, through. that is inherent in in that decision. When you do bowl first, the other team but it wasn't cannot. About, but it wasn't about them yeah. bowling first. It was sure. about denying India the chance yep. to chase because okay. they know that India batting first had issues through the tournament with the way they went in the power play, and so it was yesterday when it backfired so spectacularly. But okay. yeah, it's been a power play tournament. Those teams that have won the two power plays have invariably gone on to win the games. It's yep. been less about sort of the back half and the final five. Maybe it was in that. Wonderful game behind us here at the G uh, on opening weekend with Pakistan India, but more often than not, games have been won in the first six overs. Okay. And Pakistan and their opening partnership, two blokes have been the number one ranked batters in the world consistently over the last three or four years in Baba and Rizwan. Yep. They are just finding their stride at the right time. Not necessarily high strike rates, but finally finding a little bit of touch, enough touch that if they can get through the first six, yep. then they've got Harris to come. And he's a bloke in form. He's come from the clouds. And what a story he is. It's like Marlon Pickett in the 2019 <laughs> Grand Final or whatever it was. Uh, not quite, but you know what I'm saying. Um, where he took the ground at the MCG in his debut. It's not his debut. He's played three games. But you sure. know what I'm, again, you know, you know where I'm coming from. That He's debuted without, in this tournament. A guy without the baggage. Yeah. He isn't saddled with the baggage of expectation. And he was brought in when the arse was fairly busted in the Pakistan batting lineup. I want to know about the, the, the stomach strain of uh, Fakir Zaman that, that oh, took him out. the stomach strain. The stomach, the, the stomach yeah. muscle strain. Okay. Prince, was it Prince related? <laughs> <or> was it... <laughs> I mean, I have to get who knows? Ribs removed. A long, yeah. a long tour. You, who knows what you're going to get up to in 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 the privacy of your own hotel room? That's that's up to you. As long as somebody's not in there filming for their TikTok at the time. No, what well, a Snapchat. G'day, yeah. Alex Hales. Yeah, um, could be um, right. um, could be awkward. Uh, where are we? So yeah, uh, we're going to do best moments of the tournament, worst moments of the tournament. But before we do that, actually, um, should we ask Ben why India lost? I want to do that first. Ben Jones, can, hop, uh, hop in come here. on, come on, come on over because here. Because so Ben Ben Jones is the Grand Vizier of Crick Viz. Uh, you know, has all the stats, has all the numbers. Are we roughly correct? Are we being too simplistic in saying that India doesn't know what a power play is and they're not sure how to use it, <laughs> or is there more to it than that? Uh, no, not really. I think that is kind of just the jest. Like, I mean, I showed you a chart last night in the pub that was like the the power play scoring rates across the tournament. And the only team to score slower than India are the UAE. And I don't think that's really company you want to be keeping um, on, yep. on, a, on a number of levels. Uh, it's, it, it feels a little bit frustrating that India have all this talent and all this ability and are refusing to play a shot, as, as Jeff so eloquently spoke about on the, on, the, on the pod last night. I mean, it felt like... Listen to our pod today. You had a big yeah. night too. Yeah, I, I, I squeezed it in. I, I tried to. Um, I think what's frustrating and what you know what we saw so perfectly in that single game was that this is a high scoring ground that was an absolute belter last night it was a good deck for batting and India just refused to try and take a risk early on and I think that's that's what you're kind of constantly like you know frustrated mm. with with India is that you're this is a these are three guys in Kel Rahul, Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma who are extraordinarily talented in the IPL and when they need to play shots they do they they go out and they they are super mm. aggressive but world cup semi final not bilateral cricket not a meaningless game that no one's watching i mean jeff's watching t20 cricket it must be important we're talking about a big occasion yeah and they go into their shell and they refuse to and, and, it's, not, we, and it's not and it's not against a new ball attack that's you know super supercharged it's chris wokes who's solid and ben stokes who's barely played a game of t20 cricket in the last four years this is it, this was remarkable conservatism on like a global stage the other point we were making last night on on the daily show was that at bilateral level they find a way to, to do this in the power play i think oh, i struck at 150 this year in the first six overs and it was in the 90s in the world cup the extent to which that sort of that extra baggage that India carry around with them, that if they fail in a World Cup, there is so much added scrutiny compared to any other side that they are reticent to put themselves in, in the firing line and thus they play 
in a way that's not in keeping with, with modern T20 cricket in those first six overs? There's different ways to win a game of cricket. You're allowed to be conservative and bowl well. But the problem is last night is India didn't bowl well. And guess what? When Jasprit Bumrah is not there, it's harder to bowl as well as any time in the world. Right. So India's plan is fine if they've got all their players available and everyone excels. Against Pakistan, they managed to make it work thanks to a innings of genius from Virat Kohli. But if no one has that genius, even with what we saw from Hardik, yep. you end up under par. You end up 15-20 under par. I mean, Christ, last night there were probably 40 under par given what England delivered in the second innings. I think what we see is like in the IPL, you're talking about sides who are, you know, if you fail, you've got another chance. If you fail, you've got another chance. You know, there's always another game. There's always, there's always more cricket. It's not the case in World Cups and it's never been the case. And that's why World Cups are great because uh, you've, got, uh, you've got jeopardy and risk. And if you fail, you probably won't have a job in a week's time. Rohit Sharma at the press conference after the game saying we didn't bowl well enough from a guy who went at a strike rate of 95 <laughs> through uh, the power play and then hold out before the 10th over. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, did that did that strike jar rate, with strike you the way rate it between did? the last World Cup for, in, the, in the power play for, for Rohit, I think it was 150, 95 in this World Cup. Like yep. you're talking about a guy who has been the guy, like the focal point of the revolution of India are playing expressive cricket now. They're not just tapping it around in the power play. They are going hard. This is Dravid Ball. He is the guy. And given the stage, given the opportunity to express that on like the perfect, given the opportunity, he's gone into his shell and he's it's fallen apart. And I think you're looking in the IPL with guys like Pretty Shaw, guys like Ishan Kishan, who are younger, more dynamic, who've got more more to give, and they've been given opportunities here and there. But ultimately, these are, these are players who have more to deliver. Rohit Sharma's not an mm -hmm. untalented batter. He's just not turned up. So, right. so we, we heard Rabbit, Rahul Dravid, Dravid Ball, you described it. Before. Last night he said in the press conference that when probed about. Indian players not being able to play domestic competitions beyond the IPL. He said, well, look, it probably would be to their advantage to learn how to play. You know, Alex Hales has used um, the, the, the Big Bash as a finishing school. Uh, I know Josh Butler used the IPL for that as well, and they were instrumental in, in England's win last night. But he went on to say that if we allow Indian players to go abroad, there'll be no more test cricket for India, because that's exactly what they'll do. Well, what did you make of that? Oh, look, I'm not going to weigh in too heavily on that, Colo, that you've thrown me an absolute hospital pass there. Um, but I would, I would say that I think that in terms of the actual involvement of Indian players overseas, it's something I've consistently said would be beneficial to the yep. Indian T20 side. You'd be a lunatic to suggest otherwise. It doesn't have to be their best 11 players anyway. It can be all of the other players. When they were negotiating the things for, like, for the 100 over the last couple of years, the things that have been discussed are like Indian under 23 players. So maybe they send like their best and brightest of that generation. So they still get the opportunity to go and have their basically their gap yard go and go and go and have a hit out at Sophia Gardens like that's going to benefit anyone um, but I think you're, you're talking who goes to Wales on their gap year if you're going to Wales in your gap year get your head red this is the Welsh fires Ben Jones here. Yeah, the Welsh Welsh fires yeah yeah, yeah. look at the surname mate um, but, but I think what we're talking about is a, a structural issue within Indian cricket that because of the way they've chosen to, to build their kind of protectionist approach to the IPL which is neither good nor bad it simply is they are now in a situation where their national team will always lack experience overseas compared to other sides. And that, that is never going to be good. Ben Jones, thank you. Crickviz, Ben Jones. Right. England are in the World Cup final. Nobody expected that, particularly people who are from England. Uh, let's, get, let's get Daniel Norcross and, and Henry Moran to hop in here. Come over on this side, Henry. Yeah, you jump over there, Henry. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's share the love. Now... When I spoke to you at the innings break last night, I said, odds of England going through, you said, bugger all. Yes. Um, and then it was slightly different to that. Yeah, because we have a 
absolute fear of success. We get very nervous if we have the prospect of victory. In Australia, you turn up, you're like, we're going to win, we're going to beat you all, and it's going to be easy. In England, we panic. We get, as soon as success hoves into view, we have a sort of self-destruct button. You see it across all sport, the number of football semi-finals being one nil up in and we chuck it away because the prospect of winning is just so terrifying to us. But it didn't happen yesterday and it was an amazing performance. And just on, on what Ben was saying, the, the model that, that India have gone for is, was absolutely shown in microcosm yesterday because you've got bowlers who had basically one option at the start. If that ball swings, England's openers are in trouble. Butler hits three fours in the first over. The ball loses its swing. They've got no answers. But you look at someone like Harris Ralph, who had a brilliant time but here in Melbourne when he broke through as a, as a T20 cricketer. He can adapt to conditions. He's got the ability to, to work with the different surfaces, work against different players. And it's not just your experience of playing in different countries. It is also that experience of picking the, the thoughts of other players, of other coaches. And you get that to an extent in the IPL, but you've got guys like Alex Hales who spend their entire lives in hotel rooms and, and bubbles chatting to people, getting an idea, working out how to play their game. India are denying themselves that opportunity apart from that window of the IPL. A country as strong with the resource of India to not have won an ICC trophy for 10 years, it'll be next year, by the time we get to the World Cup, is an astonishing failure. Right. Pakistan, England, Sunday, maybe Monday, who knows? Good to keep things vague. It's like a sort of, it's like an indifferent second hookup where you're like, yeah, maybe next week sometime. <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, yeah, we'll see how things go. See how tired I am when I finish work. Sunday, Monday, whatever it is, uh, how's it going to play out? What do we think? I, I just think that there's no way that England can make it through the first six overs as easily as they did last night. Not With against... Shane Shafridi, Nassim, Nassim Shah, Shah Harris, Raff, Ahmed Wazim Jr. Like, yeah. they, the probability of them reaching, I mean, Ben probably knows, down to the point of a percentage, the probability is low. Um, them getting through the first six against those four when the ball is probably still moving at the MCG on yep. a surface that will likely be lively. We've seen that not only in this tournament, but the last couple of years. The MCG track is now somehow the best in the country, which is a great thing. So yep. if it's faster moving early and Pakistan do get the chance to bowl first on it, that will transfer pressure onto England's middle order and that'll be a whole other thing. Now, you know, we talked a lot about whether Ben Stokes should or shouldn't be in the tournament full stop. Made 42 not out last week against Sri Lanka to get them through and what was tantamount to an elimination game. I, I find his position in the tournament yep. interesting. You've been anti-Ben Stokes throughout being picked for England in the T20 team, but it's if England lose early wickets, he could be instrumental uh, in a World Cup final purely because they don't come round very often mm. and the last time around he went all right. He's a better pick in a team that doesn't have David Milan in it. It's yeah. a bad pick in a team that does have David Milan. And he might be back, by the way. You David can afford Milan. one. What, what, a, what a TFC you yesterday can have one of them. Didn't bat, didn't bowl, but took the crucial catch to get rid of Surya Kumar Yadav after being moved to... He got moved around 10 yards from deep backward okay. point, just in front of point, underneath that ball, hanging in the air from Surya Kumar. He drops that, and it's probably a different result last night, or at least mm. the game changes. But it's a question of selection-wise. Yep. Mark Wood for Jordan, presumably. If Wood's fit, he'll play. I can't see them retaining Jordan in that scenario. Yep. But Milan, with all that experience, against Phil Salt. You mean the bowler, not the model, right? True, yep. true. Okay. Uh, but, Just but, checking. But, but if Could it be is, a surprise selection. But if it is Salt and Milan, I don't think it's as clear-cut as if Milan's fit. Yep. Milan, uh, sorry, rather, that, it, that Milan's out regardless. I think if he's fit, they'll be tempted to play him because he has got a lot of experience. And you're asking Phil Salt, having never played on this kind of stage at the MCG in front of... Mm close to 80,000 people. That, that's a tough bar to clear. Phil Salt's match fee um, yesterday yes. deserves to be in the Absolutely. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, the tournament as a whole, I, for me, I feel like 
In terms of the quality of cricket, it's been great. Yep. The qualifying round was excellent. We've had very few one-sided games. We've had a lot of interesting finishes. It's also less than a year since the last T20 World Cup, so I also don't care. Like It doesn't feel like it's actually mattered as a global tournament, given the proximity to the last one. It, it, it just feels like a weird, gratuitous add-on. It just happens to be way better than the previous edition. Uh, I could have done without last year, put it that way. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't share the view because, obviously, last year's World Cup should have been in 2020, and we were railing against the four-year gap between World Cups before, we, we editorialised repeatedly saying Did they we? should be every two years okay. rather than four because the gap ended up being five years. Totally forgotten that if I so ever said it. We, 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 we did. So, okay. you know, I think two-year intervals are good. Andy Zaltzman from the BBC often says that there should be more ICC tournaments because the entire world is engaged in white ball cricket, whereas bilateral cricket, who gives a fuck? And that's a shame, but no one does. So these things work and, and do capture the attention and the imagination. This tournament absolutely has, mm -hmm. but... It's great that we've got to wait two years for another one as well. Yep. You know, it, it, that feels right to me. I, I see your point. It's just, you know, COVID did weird things and so it did to the, the T20 schedule. Favourite moments? Uh, Junaid Siddiqui. Junaid Siddiqui yes. back in the first week at, at, at the Cattery at yep. Kardinia Park. Uh, uh, there, there were two moments. On a hat-trick on opening night, yep. they didn't win the game against the Dutch, but that close finish, close finish rather, and that was it a league before shout. Uh, a couple of balls after the hat-trick ball. Could have gone either way to, to steal that win. Then hitting the biggest six of the tournament. 109 metres, coming in at number 10. Nearly hit it over the Red Hickey stand there uh, at, at Cardini Park. Um, I think that, that stands out early on. And a couple of UAE moments too. There was yep. a hat-trick, wasn't there? Mayapan. Karthik Mayapan. Yeah. Um, and a good hat-trick. Dismissed three proper players with good deliveries. Yeah, None yeah. of this, like, pump-to-deep mid-wicket sort of hat-tricks at the, the end of a game. Wrongens, you know, yeah. Yeah, wrongens, edges to slip, all the rest yep. of it. So most of our favourite moments were, were the UAE. Um, <laughs> the India-Pakistan finish, I mean, that last over after that match was insane. The India-South Africa game with the, the yep. two fast bowling cartels going at each other uh, in Perth when it was bouncing and seeming, that was extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, a word for Pac Bean. Um, yep. you, know, I, I, um, you know, a lot of the Elong Musk verification conversation over the last 24 yep. to 48 hours. I can see a world where Pac Bean is registered on Twitter as Mr Bean yep. and we'd be a better world for it. Who can prove otherwise? Um, who can prove otherwise in it? We should get Pac yeah. Bean out at some point. We'll get him on a final word to him. And it's not like Mr Bean can have a Twitter account. He doesn't say anything. True. What's True. Ever, you can't tweet. And that Zimbabwe Bangladesh finish where there was a yep. free hit on the last ball after... After the no ball for the wicketkeeper taking it in front of the stumps. Nurul Hassan ball in front of the stumps. Yeah. That, that was, uh, and, you know, Zimbabwe generally knocking off... Uh, they, they eliminated the West Indies, didn't they? Yep. Uh, I think they did. Maybe then they beat Ireland. Pakistan. Did. Then they beat Pakistan, yep. that's right, which was a huge yep. performance in the last over. Poor old Mohamed Nawaz will remember him regardless of what happens in the final. But he's done some good stuff he after has, that. Yeah. He's, he's had influential bowling spells to get them into the final. And then we come he's back. He's not going to go full Columbia 1994, yeah, pull in yeah, the back of the head. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, Escobar. Escobar, it? Yeah, yeah. The right. goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, it wasn't in the back of the head. I think it was 32. <laughs> he shot, shot 30 odd times. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, were, they were indiscriminate. They were making sure of it. Um, and, and we come back to the UAE for Mohamed Wasim. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the jobber, bowls the, last the over, chancer, the, yeah. the middle order bat. I said, why don't you have a bowl for the 20th over to try to defend about eight, was it? And I'll get David Visa out. Good luck, game. champ. Yeah. And so he does. He duly uh, does Tim it. Pringle, a couple yep. of, you know, um, Baz Delita. Now I'm just saying names like Bruce McAvaney, yeah. Kathy Watt, um, the awesome foursome. Um, uh, He's swimming in the pool. Perkins. He's using his arms. He's going forwards. Clever. Um, yeah, look, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, we've got one more show for the final. 
And just thanks to everybody for following our stupid adventure around the country. And thanks to Visit Victoria who've made this possible tonight, who made the first week possible, and our road trip. So next week, this is going to get complicated if the World Cup finishes on Monday, believe me. But um, we're going off to, ideally, um, Pont Benite. We're going to... Port Campbell. Yeah, we're, we're going, going to Warrnambool. Warrnambool, Port Ferry. Then we're driving off to Adelaide. We're going up to Harrow. Uh, we're going to be all over the place. So it's going to mm-hmm. be a really fun week. Lots of shows. We're going to record um, the weekly show on location, story time on location, some other video bits we're doing with Cam Fink, who's out with us for the next week. He's uh, an absolute star. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to do all of that on YouTube and on the podcast feed. And, of course, there will be an episode of Story Time coming out tomorrow because we can't stop and we won't stop. And we'll be at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on Sunday and or Monday for the conclusion Both. of the T20 World Cup. Might go on Monday anyway. Even if the game's over on Sunday, I might just pop in. If you really like happening. what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for coming. Thanks to Visit Victoria. Visit Melbourne.com. Come and make your next holiday over Plan here. Plan your Melbourne moment. That's it. You can just you can you can stay at our place, it's fine. We'll see you there. Night. I had to go.